0: Welcome to This Week in Purdue Baseball. I'm Kyle Chargers, joined by Purdue S.I.D., Ben Turner, and the star of our little show here, the head baseball coach of the Boilermakers, Craig Goff. It's an exciting season, no doubt about it. Uh, a bit of a return to normalcy for everyone in the Big Ten at Purdue across the NCAA. We'll play some baseball games. We'll play some baseball games in the South, That's right. and they'll be up against some teams from out of the Big Ten Conference. It's nice to have baseball back, and and have a little bit of sense that things are returning to normal.
1: No doubt, Kyle. It is. It's really good for our players and fans uh, to be back to a normal, regular season where you got 56 games, you have an opportunity to go down and and play 15 or 16 games uh, before you start conference play. As you know, especially up here, not having a chance to get outside as much, it's really a huge deal for us. And we'll leave down tomorrow. We'll go down and practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday and then crank this thing up on Friday.
0: We'll talk to the coach, get a little preview of the 2022 season. We'll also talk to senior right-handed pitcher Eric Hillebrand coming up uh, on this week in Purdue Baseball. Uh, It's a new team you have this year. I mean, you have some returning faces, but, man, you've got a lot of newcomers, too. How excited are you to see those guys together, really, for the the first time in a competitive atmosphere (laughs) against another team?
1: I'm really excited, Kyle. You know, our our assistant coaches uh, worked really hard to bring in this recruiting class. Um, and it's been a great mix from, from old to new. And, uh, these guys are really gel together and come together as, as one. And, uh, i tell you what, it's been difficult for us to, you know, we just, we put up lineups yesterday, all coaches. I <laughs> was three different lineups. I mean, yeah. um, it's really, uh, a great situation that we're in. I'm really excited about the newcomers. I think the newcomers have, have pushed the, 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 older guys and the older guys have pushed the new guys. It's been a really competitive f- uh, fall and spring force and, uh, I'm like them. I'm ready to see somebody else in a different uniform.
0: I love that you call this spring
2: here. In <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's spring in baseball terms, right? It might yes. not be as yes. much
2: spring when you – when you go outside, it's exciting to hear you say the different lineup combinations that the staff has already played with. But one thing we are projecting is to perhaps have the best one-two punch at the top of the lineup of anybody in the Big Ten. We saw what Mike Bolton Jr. could do when he got a chance last year. Ends up all conference. Curtis Washington Jr. Perhaps the biggest impact of all of our newcomers.
1: No doubt, Ben. I think uh, you know we we have you know for me in our offense, I try to run. I like to have some guys at the top of the order that are athletic. Um, that can do some things, put some pressure, make some, some pitchers uncomfortable, and those two guys can do that. Um, you know, Michael's had a really good fall and spring. Um, he's really developed in our program over the last three years and really excited for him to, you know, finally have a chance to, to lead off for us and, um, and play in the outfield. And, and Curtis, I told him yesterday, I said, hey, buddy, you're going to get a lot of fastballs if Michael's on base, so you better get ready to jump those fastballs. And I think he's in a really good spot um hitting you know behind Michael and stuff so and Curtis has a little more thunder in his barrel I mean you know he you know if you get missed with a fastball middle in the helm he can hurt you so uh, hopefully those guys will have a great year and uh, we're really excited and thankful that they're both here
2: and the ground that they're gonna be able to cover in the outfield too projecting them left and center um you're know, gonna help the pitching staff I would think
1: you would think so especially coming back home when we get here in Alexander the you know to me I think it's probably the largest field in the Big Ten and um, you know, you better have some outfitters that can cover some ground, and so you know we feel very fortunate. Those guys, you know, are really good. You know, really good players.
0: You got a bunch of other newcomers in that projected lineup. Who are some of the guys we should be looking for this weekend?
1: Well, you know, again, like I said, we we still kind of working those things out. Um, you know, <laughs> we want answer. Yeah, I know you do. I, every every interview I've done over the last three days, um, you know, with rotations and, and things like oh, yeah. that. But we we are, to be honest with you, we're going to get down uh, there. I mean, guys, we hadn't been on dirt. Yeah. You know, uh, we play on dirt this weekend. I mean, I want to see the infielders play. Uh, there's still some question marks out there, who who I'm going to go with, uh, who I'm going to start, and so forth. So these next, you know, two practices are going to be really important.
0: It is good to have some depth. You've got some veteran guys yes. returning at, at positions. You have some newcomers who have challenged them for – uh, those spots in the lineup. That's not right. a bad situation to be in where you're that's still right. sitting here a couple of days before the opener and feeling like you have some parts that you can move around to get a good lineup on the field.
1: No doubt. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, Kyle, is bringing in guys. And, and you know, I, I think anybody um, that has a complacent team is in trouble. And so I think yeah. this year, these guys know if you don't perform, and somebody's going to take your job. And so that's been the big part for me as a coach. Um, and we'll figure it out. You know, I told the players, uh, Friday or so, I said, hey, you know the way you, the first lineup of the year, I guarantee, you won't be the last lineup of the year. Um, so let's just get through the first 15 games and figure out the cream always rises to the top, and uh, our guys will have an opportunity to get out there and get some starts, and we'll see what you know. We'll let it you know get solved on the field.
2: Yeah. Second year in a row, you're opening at a AAA ballpark in Texas on natural grass and dirt, just like we play out at Alexander. Last year was a little bit of the Big Ten helping arrange that, although I know you had your role mm-hmm. in it as well. Yes. How did we come to connect with Sugar Land, and then now they're now called the Space Cowboys, I believe.
0: <laughs> they
1: are, they are the trippy, You know, the Astros just took it over as their AAA affiliate. So, uh, you know, what I would like to do is, is find a home for us that we know we're going every year, and so we. Um, Talked with a couple of different venues. And Sugar Land really wanted us to come down there, Ben. And so uh, we're really excited about an opportunity to play in a Triple A ballpark. Um, Coach Rooney, you know, is from Houston. So he had nothing but great things to say about the, the complex. You know, Houston played there uh, a couple of times every year. And so uh, we're excited about having an opportunity for our kids to go down and play. And like you said, I think it's important to play on natural surface, as Alexander is, when we get home.
2: And we do have a loaded home schedule this year. Uh, 28 home games will be the most ever, not only at Alexander, but going back to Lambert days as well. And a uh, great new video board that was announced next last week as well, uh, 1,300 square feet. That's going to make a huge difference for everybody.
1: <laughs> no doubt. We're really excited. We're so thankful for our alumni and our fan base and, and the people that raised that money. Um, it's it's really a, a, something that is really going to make a big difference at Alexander Field and uh, we're so thankful for them and I think for our fan experience it's going to be great that uh, you know we have that big video board out there and and have an opportunity to do some things that we've never done before at Alexander Field. It was
0: a weird season last year not only for you guys but the rest of the Big Ten just playing the conference season what are you sort of interested I know you'll be focused on on your guys but I'm sure you'll look at scores after the weekend what sort of things are you interested in seeing now that the Big Ten is back again um, competing against some pretty good opponents out no of the doubt. conference
1: no doubt no doubt i'm excited for our league you know i think last year if we had played a regular 56 game schedule we would have got probably four or five teams into a regional. i mean it was yeah. really really good um so this year i'm excited for all of our our teams all of our players in the big ten to have a chance to go out and show what what this league's about. I mean, I was here. I started here five years ago, and, and this league has really transitioned. I, I really think that the uh, the coaches have gotten better, the players have gotten better, the administration has made a commitment. I think in the Big Ten, and um, I'm hoping that we'll have four or five teams this year into a regional.
2: Yeah, Eric Hildebrand is our uh, player guest for this week one show. Uh, he was so great for us last year as a high leverage reliever. Uh, I think he stranded. You know, close to uh, 13 inherited runners, um, which, you know, in a 42-game season, that's, that's impressive stuff. And you used him really in the high-leverage spots uh, throughout the course of the year. What has he shown you most, and how important is he to the bullpen?
1: Well, Eric's just a guy that you know when you get the ball to him, you got a chance to get out of the inning. Um, his fastball is electric, and um, I think people are going to see a different uh, breaking ball that they have seen, have seen before. Uh, he, he, I know he's made our guys look bad. And, uh, you know, just to have, again, I think you can't put a a price tag on the experience. You know, he's been in the big games. He's been in those situations. And uh, so it won't be too big for him. And we're very, very, very blessed to have him back in the bullpen and having a guy that we know that we can count on.
2: And bullpen is certainly big throughout the season, no matter what level you're at of baseball now. But specifically in college baseball, it feels like those first few weekends, as the starters get stretched out, you got to have multiple guys out there that can give you at least an inning or two.
1: You got to Ben, you know, especially playing four games, you know, on the weekend. I mean, you're going to have to have a, a number of guys. And so what I like to do, and I talked with Coach Marks about it. So what we're going to try to do is kind of piggyback. You know, your starters, you know, go three or four innings. You know. And um, after that, we'll piggyback somebody in in between there, and then we'll kind of look to close with some other guys. So, um, you know, if you can get, you know, eight innings, you know, seven or eight innings out of two guys, uh, then you can go with somebody on the back end. That's kind of how we do it, you know, preseason-wise.
0: Should I try to lock you down on a Friday
1: night starter? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We have some options again. We do. We have a lot of options. And, um, you know, Coach Marks and I will sit down, after today's practice and kind of come up with the rotation and things like that. So I'm excited. I'm excited, guys. I'm really um, excited about this group of guys. Um, I love coaching them. I love being around them every day. They make me better every day. And uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to start the year with them.
0: Well, we're looking forward to certainly watching you, watching you in some warm weather down there in Texas. Best of luck this weekend. And uh, looking forward to to watching your guys develop this season.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Kyle.
0: That's head coach Greg Goff. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Eric Hillebrand the uh, senior reliever for the Boilermakers. We'll do that uh, coming up next on This Week in Purdue Baseball. And welcome back to This Week in Purdue Baseball. Kyle with Ben and our special guest, senior reliever Eric Hillebrand, who enters his third year now with the Boilermakers, but you got to be looking forward to, like, the first year where we're playing a normal schedule yeah, <laughs> against non-conference opponents and, you know, knock on wood, won't, won't suddenly end for. Uh, unknown reasons three weeks from now. Um, how do you feel coming into to this year, knowing that uh, you guys are going to play a a full slate and, and hopefully end uh, in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament and beyond?
3: Uh, I definitely think we have a great team this year. I think the coaches did a really good job of bringing in uh, some experienced guys from the JUCO level and also some freshmen that can make an impact as well. And like you said, being able to get to play all the games this year and have some out of conference games is definitely nice and being able to go down to Texas, North Carolina, with the snow here you can't play right away so being able to go down south definitely is nice to start the season. You mentioned the snow,
0: what's practice been like here over the last several weeks as you guys try to to navigate your way through the weather here in West Lafayette?
3: Well we're very fortunate to have a great uh, indoor facility with Mollenkopf that we can go to every day to get our uh, scrimmages in. And then we were also fortunate with Grand Park and then Loeb very close. We were able to get outside and scrimmage one day while, um, this year, which was also very nice to get out. You know, outfielders get actual reads off the ball. And just being outside, getting in Mollenkoff every single day definitely gets a little tedious. <laughs> in many ways, you
2: were our uh, most consistent, our most uh, excellent relief pitcher last year. I mean, those inherited runner numbers speak for themselves. Uh, you know, only allowing 5 of 18 to score, that mindset that you need, it's not easy. A lot of guys don't excel when they're inheriting guys on base in tough spots like that. How did you feel like you uh, took to that role?
3: Um, I think I definitely embraced it coming out of the bullpen. I was a starter my whole life leading up to Purdue. And then when I realized that my role was going to be in the bullpen, just learn to stick to my process. Most of the time, I'm going to be going in a big situation, runners on base, and just not let the moment get too big. Just focus on getting the hitter out and uh, getting us out of a jam and let our uh, hitters go to work and score some runs.
2: When it comes to the bullpen, the closer sometimes gets a lot of the love or the most publicity as the guy you know that actually finishes the game and shakes the catcher's hand and stuff like that. But in baseball, regardless of the level, you're seeing a trend where the top relievers are used regardless of the inning, when mm-hmm. the game is on the line. So in some ways, you have to feel proud that you were our best at that. And in some ways, it speaks to you know your importance in the bullpen.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we definitely had uh, some guys last year that had some very important roles, like Landon Wines comes to mind. He was another guy that came in a lot of big situations, or uh, Jackson Smeltz, you know, the electric lefty. Um <laughs> I think we definitely have a lot of guys this year that'll also have big roles in the bullpen as long as the guys that will be starting in the rotation to really put us in position to win a lot of games.
0: What's your approach when you come in and there's a guy on second base and you're trying to to hang on to that lead? Is there anything in particular that you're trying to get done aside from, you know, get out of the jam?
3: Oh really just, you know, let my stuff work, like Coach Goff said, I have a good fastball, able to get under a lot of barrels, get ground balls. So just not let the situation get too big, not focus too much on the runner, just focus on the task at hand and get that hitter out and get us out of the jam.
2: Pitching multiple times in a weekend or now with the return of midweek play, relievers you know, will likely be asked to pitch multiple times a week, uh, mm. regardless of how often they're used on the weekend. I mean, how are you feeling about that? I mean, do you like more work or do you like specific roles on a weekend?
3: Uh, I like getting as many innings as possible. Whenever I'm available, I I want the ball. Even when I'm not available, I I want the ball. I want to be able to go into the game. So I think uh, we're really prepared and prepared for that this winter, with some of us going multiple times a weekend, going like a Friday-Saturday or a Friday-Sunday, for example. And I think it's definitely good. It gives us a lot of. Chances to win games and gets guys the opportunity to get out there and rack up more innings.
2: Do relievers stay sharper when they pitch more often?
3: I definitely think they do. Um, you know, practice it can really get you prepared, but there's nothing like a game. And I think uh, the game atmosphere really sharpens everybody up. And then uh, they don't have those midweek bullpens where then it gets monotonous and they're just working on stuff. They can actually get thrown into the fire and get that game experience as well.
0: So your pitching coach, Chris Marks, comes to you and says, uh, are you
2: available today? You're you're never saying no.
0: No, I'm
3: I'm always available. (laughs) I want to go in every game.
2: Got to love that mindset. Uh, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about some of the newcomers, maybe the guys we should be keeping an eye on, both at the plate and your fellow pitchers. Were there some newcomers that you particularly liked facing, both in fall ball and then these scrimmages as of late?
3: Uh, I think Curtis Washington, Jr. He's the guy that uh, comes to mind right away. He's one of those guys where you got to be careful with him in the box. And then once he gets on base, you got to be careful, too. He's able to take bags. And then in center field, covers a lot of ground. So being a pitcher, that definitely helps as well. And then from uh, the pitching standpoint, I think Wyatt Wendell will be a great addition to the staff. You know, He's got really good stuff. And then Cal Steven, Troy Wansing are two freshmen that I think will also have an impact right away.
0: You like getting to go down and, and play in these minor league parks. Get to see a little bit different atmosphere against different teams, and um, you know, sort of allows the team I think to to, to get away together and build some yeah. good team camaraderie and chemistry as you get this season underway.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think playing in the um, the minor league ballparks is really nice and a cool experience for everybody. Um, You know, we play in college stadiums all the time, but you still kind of get starstruck a little bit when you get into one of those stadiums and the playing surface is always perfect. And, you know, going down to Texas in February, you really can't beat that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about that. Tell us a little bit about your road to Purdue um, from the state of Michigan, uh, Jackson Junior College, and unique that you transferred into Purdue as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Castro, your classmate and fellow pitcher, also did the same. Uh, we don't see that a ton, but one name that does come to mind who did that and went on to great success, Nick Whitgren, uh, the big league uh, relief pitcher as well, came to Purdue after one year of junior college ball. Was there? Did it just kind of happen that way, or was that something you had hoped would happen?
3: So I was originally going into Jackson, trying to be a one-and-done and and transfer out after my first year. And then, unfortunately, didn't get the Power Five offer I wanted uh, that first semester, or that first year, actually. And then I went and played summer ball in the Northwoods League with the Bismarck Larks. Mm and that gave me the opportunity to get seen by Purdue, and then they offered me for my sophomore year, and at that point I got what I wanted. Purdue's a great school, a great baseball program, so I jumped on that right away and was ready to get there for uh, the following year.
2: Northwoods League is certainly one of the best uh, summer ball leagues out there, and cool to see that connection happen for you like that. Um, Two-time academic all Big Ten in your uh, major uh, just like a lot of them here, at Purdue uh, sounds pretty challenging. Uh, supply chain, sales, <laughs> engineering, technology—is that? Yep. It's also a mouthful. Yeah. yeah. Um. If your major has more than
0: six words in yeah. it, it's, uh, it's legit. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you're getting the job done uh, not only as a relief pitcher but in the classroom as well. Um, is there a goal with the career goal? I mean, obviously, we'd love to see you play pro ball, but mm-hmm. if that doesn't work out, what's what's the backup?
3: Uh, I always have thought that working for a uh, athletic companies like a Nike would always be cool. Just Obviously having sports in my background, I want to continue doing something in sports even if it's not baseball. So I've always thought working for like a Nike would always be Mm -hmm. something that I'd be interested in.
2: All right, we're gonna close out the show with uh, the personal preferences segment, so fun facts about Eric. <laughs> this week we have numbers between one and 35 and we'll narrow down this list uh, over the course of the season as we have different guests on. So we're just gonna learn some more things about what he likes. So Eric, you can go ahead and pick a number between one and 35 and we'll see what you come up
3: with. Oh, uh, Let's go with 20.
2: 20. Favorite holiday?
3: Favorite holiday. Ooh, I would probably say Thanksgiving. I think that's a good one. I um, like to eat. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, that, that's a plus to it, but just being able to see my family, especially. Yeah. Because um, I am five hours from uh, New Baltimore, so being able to go home for the holidays is always nice.
2: That one tends to get better as you get older. When yeah. you're a kid, Christmas and Easter <laughs> are the number one holidays, maybe Halloween too. But as you get older, you get to appreciate Thanksgiving yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. So I'm with you there. And uh, baseball isn't always real busy around Thanksgiving either. Yeah. So you get to have yeah. that holiday, Memorial Day, another you know, one, Fourth of July. Those ones get dominated by baseball sometimes. So, all right, good choice there. Uh, Again, between 1 and 35, don't pick 20. Uh, Let's go 10. Funniest teammate.
3: Funniest teammate. (laughs) Oh, I would probably say Jake Jarvis. Jarvis, okay. is, he's a funny guy. Newcomer
2: like, from Arizona, yeah, and uh, he looks the part as a baseball player. I feel like he
3: he always has a smile on his face, and like just standing by him, you never really know what you're going to get. You never know what he's going to say. He's always got something to say, just joking around. So I would say he's the funniest. Okay. Unpredictable
2: oftentimes leads to funny. Yeah. I will say that. A, that's a All right, last one. Don't pick ten. Don't pick twenty. Between one and thirty-five.
3: Oh, let's go thirty.
2: 30s. Staying with the round numbers here. All right, you want a free chick, a free trip? Pick one for your vacation: beaches, mountains, or an extended road trip.
3: I would probably say beaches. I think, like, uh, Hawaii would be kind of cool because I've never been there before and I've never really traveled too much, so I would probably say beaches.
2: This came up last week. Michigan has its fair share of beaches, I Mm. suppose, but they're not. They're not, yeah. They're not not the tropical beaches,
3: yeah. We're not going there this weekend. (laughs) we We have the Great Lakes, but... It's definitely not a, uh, a nice, nice beach where it's nice and warm. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a good tourist state, but it's more of a summer tourist yeah. state versus mm. uh, Hawaii can be a year round tourist well, state. It
0: won't be Hawaii this weekend. It
2: will be Texas though, yeah. and we're looking
0: forward to that. We're looking forward to, to watching you all season, and uh, hopefully you guys will get off to a good start. What do you think? You know, as you as you sort of get down for a couple of days and get a couple of days of practice in, you guys need to be able to do between. Uh, now and Friday to, to make sure you're as prepared as possible to, to play your first real game?
3: I think for the infielders, uh, getting the ground balls on the dirt because we've been yeah. on primarily turf. So I think that will be big for them. Outfielders, just get some reads because in Mollenkopf, you can't always get the best reads. And then from a pitching standpoint, I think just keep everything the same. Don't let a, it being a different opponent change anything. Uh, just stick to your process and get ready for this weekend.
0: Well, best of luck uh, this weekend. Best of luck the whole season. We'll look forward to uh, to watching you get out of those high-pressure <laughs> situations as often as possible. Thank you.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: That's Eric Hillebrand. He's the uh, senior right-handed pitcher for the Boilermakers. Uh, thanks to him for joining us on the show this week. We'll be back again next week, of course. We'll talk more with Coach Greg Goff. We'll have another player interview at that time as well. For Ben Turner, Eric Hillebrand, and Coach Greg Golf, I'm Kyle Chargers. Thanks for watching. This is This Week in Purdue Baseball.